Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Episode of Hard Factor presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. And uh, one update from earlier this week. We we're talking about Medicare for all. People were upset that, that got left off the Democratic platform this mm-hmm. year. Right, right. Which got updated and the Republican platform didn't get updated. But the lead was buried by everybody because the real shame of what happened that day when they were voting on platform stuff for the Democratic Party is that Neither party added cannabis legalization to their platform this oh. year. That was voted down with the same ratio as Medicare for all. So Come that on. was really yeah. So we got no neither neither party wants to wants to fall in love with Mary Jane, have some fun. I want to it's, make a, a make correction a at the top of, of the show as well mm-hmm. too. Uh, got a DM from a listener who told me what I think is a lie. Oh, uh, I don't believe this to be true. Uh, but he said that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police no longer use horses yeah no that's a lie we can move Ford, right we can Ford move fiestas. right we can move right past that uh Ford fiestas yeah. we, we talked about it that's we, someone that talked about that's it. someone that really dislikes you or, or is like a troll there's yeah that's it's just jake barbario uh and i think that he's lying to me and yeah, I'm not, absolutely he's trying to get under the beef's skin no i don't like it no guys it's ford fiestas i can confirm Mm, well, they do ride Ford Fiestas. That is that well, is that's very like, true. That's like their side piece, but they also each get a horse. Well, I hope so. Yeah. I hope that they, they're keeping those horses employed, um, you know, with automation and everything. Robots. Hey, you know what I say? Keep it to yourself, Jake. Not. I don't know. I think I like I like people keeping us on our toes. No, I, I don't like I'm, that. I'm, don't I'm joking. Don't. Of course, correct us. But come on, the talking RCMP. about Canada is way less fun when you people yeah. are trying to say that the, the police don't exclusively travel by horseback any longer. It doesn't it's not har- funny it to does, you that they drive tiny anyone. cop cars. It's not as funny. Well, why they, they just they... drive like smaller cop cars than Americans? It's kind of funny. It would be funny why if did... they were on ponies instead of horses. I'm just saying, change your name if you're if you're not. Mounted on horses anymore. This is depressing. This is depressing. Mounted police. All right. Well, let's move it on to such a more uplifting topic. The tech hearing that Mark started. Yes. All right. Let me get into (laughs) it. Another day, another congressional hearing. Uh, The one on Wednesday was a grilling of the four major tech companies CEOs. Uh, The four major tech companies I'm referring to being Alphabet, which is Google. It's the parent company of Google. Apple. Amazon and Facebook. So Google, Apple, Amazon and Facebook. And I'll be honest, uh, it might be my bias from being in the tech biz and the fact that I'm a tech junkie that consumes all four of those companies products religiously. But it was Mm -hmm. a lot more interesting than the Bill Barr hearing. What do you guys think? 
I agree. I thought it was it was a, it was an electric day on uh, in Congress. Anytime that you can have groups of old guys who don't really grasp technology, asking some of the brightest minds yeah. uh, that have to do with technology in the whole world, it just it makes for a whole lot of fun. On that I, note, that's true. I, I was similarly impressed with how unimpressive the Congress people were for a second day in a row in that judicial. Interesting committee because i just feel like their questions suck both days both I, days crap questions i had a different take i thought that they came a little bit more prepared i think they were more amped up for this this one maybe the bill bar to be one fair, to be fair I, I need to hear your updates because i only saw the part where they kept badgering tim cook about like a, a screen time competitor app and that's it and i was uh-huh. just like what the fuck is I mean, this about they didn't like get they didn't get a whole bunch of who gotchas or like who gotchas like um but i thought that their questions were pretty well researched and, and for the most part, I think they did a much better job than the Bill Barr hearing. Talk about uh, who's Gate, Gates who's looks the less over. Uh, their CEO, okay, Sindar Pachai. Um, so you have, yeah, you have Bezos, all, Cook, it was all, it was all Zuck. C- yes, Sindar. Okay, well. It was all, yeah. it was all, um, Sundar. Sorry, Sundar Pachai. It was all CEOs: Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Cook, Jeff Bezos, and Sundar Pachai. So they mm-hmm. swore in remotely. Uh, because you know they're remote, and then they then it was like a six hour hearing, and for the most part, um, it was Congress trying to get people. It was like Congress like picking at five minutes at a time which CEO they wanted to roast for having a monopoly, and then it was like that CEO being like, "We don't have a monopoly. What do you? What do you? Come on, well, there's so many companies better than us. There's so much competition we have, uh, and that was pretty much the whole six hours. Um, mm-hmm. They were like picking apart individual pieces of the companies that were clear monopolies or potentially clear monopolies and, you know, some emails and some specific new technology, old technology, uh, buying up of competitors, all sorts of stuff. And then the CE, like uh, the echoes in the, in the house that are being sold for under cost because they're trying to have the market space. And the whole thing was just, it was a funny dance. So so they took all these innovative uh, leaders in American business and then they quizzed them about what they do here in America and they did, and they didn't really – did they press at least at all on their relations with China and, and uh, the factories there? Yes, a little bit. So one part in particular, they asked uh, – one of one of the guys, I forgot, I forgot to write his name down. He asked point blank. They asked probably like six to seven different questions about China. And then one question into it, the guy, the congressman said, point blank, yes or no? I want to ask every single one of you, uh, do you think China steals technology and data from our U.S. companies? And the only person that said yes is Zuckerberg. He goes, yeah, it's been well documented. They do, but like Tim Cook and Mark, uh, Tim Cook and um, Jeff Bezos were like, no. they couldn't even say yes to that. No, they said did, no or did, not. Did not anybody from our ask? Did anybody ask if any of their products are made by the Uyghurs? I didn't. I saw about three and a half hours of the six hours. I didn't see that in, in the footage Gutless. that I saw. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was it was pretty interesting. It was just like a funny song and dance where they're trying to like outsmart the CEOs of these you know trillion dollar tech companies with you know they did their research, but they just yeah, but gonna, they're trying to outsmart them, but they're also keeping kid gloves on at the same time. They're not pressing them on some of the more egregious likelihoods, like that there is actual like problems with the business that they're doing. Well, they, they did they did cover a lot of good things. It's just whenever like. Uh, they got too hard. Bezos's number one answer was like when he was like getting God, he's like, oh, I didn't I'm not aware of this. I'll have to do some research and get back. To I'll, look it. I'll, look yeah, I'll look into it. I'll look into it and get back to yeah. you. Well, that was that was uh, uh, Bezos's number one go to, which I kept hearing over and over again. Zuckerberg's number one go to when he was getting punked and Facebook was getting punked was he was like, uh, Congressman, you're you're I don't 
believe you're characterizing this correctly. I think this is a mischaracterization. He yeah. Kept, he kept, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's classic he kept Zuck. going back and forth. Yeah. Zuck gets, he takes the bait because he gets frustrated that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And he yeah. is that's, so scary yeah, smart. For sure. Yes, that for sure. He's just like, ah, is like Android brain. Is just, you can tell like, he, he wants to call them idiots. Yes. He takes such delight in being like twice as smart as the people asking him questions. Yeah. He it, loves that. Did he, he mention where he started Facebook? No, he didn't. I don't think um, in his dorm room. Yeah, and and and, and Bezos started the book sales in a garage. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bezos's go-to was Google. Was, also was, started in a garage. Bezos's go-to instead of like calling him stupid. Hard was, factor also started also, exactly. in a garage. Yeah, so did, so did Dell. I think or a dorm room as well. Dell, but um. Bezos's go to instead of like looking at them like they're idiots and saying they're mischaracterizing was saying, um, yeah, that's, you know, part of a good business practice when they were like, this is what you you did this to, to get a bigger market share. He was like, yeah, that's what you do in business. Right. That was that was also a stupid <laughs> yeah. part there. People are accusing him like, oh, are you being aggressive with your business right. and money making tactics? It's like, no, they're not. They're only the four most profitable CEOs in America. It's in the a world. for profit. What company. the fuck are you talking about? But a few of the gotchas like, <laughs> were like uh, Matt Gates, uh, total bro. Matt Gates asked Zuckerberg a question. Gates about, did better today than he did on bar. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he, asked, he, he looked better. He was he wasn't as hungover. He, did, he, did, he was he was he was on on fire like this was like. He was looking forward to this one. Um, he asked, like, uh, basically f- accused Facebook of, of playing favoritism to hiring and firing, um, you know, Democrats over Republicans. He called out Palmer Lucky, who was a high-ranking VR employee for Oculus that got bought by uh, Facebook and said Palmer Lucky got fired basically because he was donating money to an anti-Hillary Clinton campaign and tried to get uh, Zuckerberg to admit to that, which, like, he kind of wouldn't. But then he accused Zuckerberg of lying under oath to Congress, like, point blank, like, committing a crime. Yeah. Uh, also uh, kind of empty, though, because, like, it's just – Yeah, it was. It's not a crime. It wasn't a crime. Gates started some of his line of questioning out, which is like, gentlemen, would you agree that you're – companies share american values <laughs> and then he was like he was building a yes no one, no one answered he, no one answered yeah. he was like yeah absolutely he's building a yes he's letter, building a yes and he's letter. Like, yeah. okay good to know that no one objects to that uh <laughs> yeah. being that your companies have american values gates was ready man but when he accused him of committing uh, allowing to congress zuckerberg's face was priceless he was like Ugh. he didn't have time to response respond uh, and then he also got well, gates goes gates goes you could be lying and i relent my time and like, yeah. and like and like and like yeah, and like, yeah, and like yeah. immediately stepped away. He, he said, "I seriously think think that you're <laughs> lying to God." Um, That's and then true. Got, it's like an it's like an ADD kid meeting someone he's interested in, like well, a that, baseball player. He's just he firing off a question power. before he gets an answer. That's Congress's biggest power in these hearings is they just can take the time back from the like and then mid answer. They're like, and I oh, take and my time you, back. Shut up. Yeah, yeah it's I pretty, reclaim my time. I yeah, reclaim my time. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They, they don't they don't give a flying fuck what these people say. If they start getting uh, good answers from them, they don't want to hear. Uh, they just relent their time or take their time back. Um, reclaim my time. So Zuckerberg also got shellacked for 2012 and 2014 emails to his execs at Facebook, basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, oh, shit, these companies are really good. Let's just buy them before they become a, a problem, um, which is not allowed. You know, it's like it, you can't really do that. Um, I mean, is it not allowed? It's like, not It's not if, allowed to specifically state that. Like, you're not allowed to, like, say that. If but, you're at the pinnacle yeah. of the business, I get, like, anti-trust, like, anti-monopoly anti-trust. stuff. But, but companies do that all the time by competitors. Yes, well, of course, of course. Yeah. Bill course. Gates must have been at home just drinking beers, laughing. Well, Bill Gates was so Bill Gates was going through this in 1998. This. Microsoft. That, uh, I know that's why I'm Microsoft, who is the, like really the only other company valued of it over a trillion that should have been there, um, was not there. 
um, as well as, you know, Twitter's a lot below that. But Microsoft probably should have been there. He was there in 1998, last time this really happened. Georgia Representative Henry Johnson also made a remarkable turnaround from doing the worst job at the bar hearing to doing a pretty good job in this hearing where he, <laughs> he went after Bezos and Amazon for profiting off counterfeit items, something the Beeve knows about, basically saying – It's fucked up. You guys, counter, you guys profit off counterfeit items, yes or no? And then Bezos was like, well, look, we have a 1,000 employees or whatever that try to get counterfeit products off. He goes, but you do have counterfeit products. And he's like, yes – and that's a big problem. So he got that concession. 100% bullshit. I'm and really glad the, they brought that up. Right. And, he's been, like, uh, and you profit off it. And he's like, well, it's only a short-term thing. We're not trying to do that long-term. He's like, until we who catch cares? the fraud. Yeah, yeah who but, cares if it's a short-term uh, oh, thing? No. You're profiting off of it. Yeah, Dude, yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has lost no yeah. less than $5 million from oh, Amazon makes costumes and shit mm, on Amazon. Amazon makes that, billions off of counterfeit products. And we can't get yeah. them down. We, yeah. You, yeah, they're like... They give there's you the too many, there's too many, too many third party vendors that their model is set up for counterfeiting. Um, anyways, yeah, so that was a pretty good gotcha where Bezos right. like That's he admitted saying, that like, counterfeiting are, should not be a part of Amazon, and it is. Uh, those are the bigger issues, like where there's where there's problems being created by these platforms. That's like hurting American, right. like oh, American Google's people, the same and way. not. Yeah, because even if Google you go shopping, account, right? Well, if you get like, a counterfeit item at, at Amazon, here's the thing: you can probably call them and they'll refund it. But how many people do that, and why do you have to go through that? But that um, to me seems like way like more legit than like complaining about a competitor no, that was of a fo- of a phone like that. Money's going overseas. Too. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. Will yeah. I thought he did a good job. He didn't do a good job at the bar thing, but uh, Henry Johnson got Bezos dead to rights there. Um, mm. And then he also Bezos was appeared to be dressed. Because he, but he was only belly buttoned up, so I'm assuming he could have had his dick out, and if he'd stood up, it might have cost him half his wealth again. He, he was hanging hog. Yeah, he was hanging on the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much like the highlights. It was it was just you know, you guys all have a monopoly, and they're like, no, we don't, or we'll look into it. We weren't aware of this. That was kind of it. The closing remarks from the House Committee Chair David Cicilline were pretty strong. He said, "Today we had the opportunity to hear from the decision makers from the most powerful companies in the world, and this hearing has made one fact clear to me: these companies, as they exist today, have monopoly power. Some need to be broken up. All need to be properly regulated and held accountable. So that doesn't mean shit. Like they actually have to pass regulations. But yeah. he is he is saying all four of you are monopolies, and to which I say." Where you been, David? Yes, that's that's for sure. Um, it was a hearing for four companies that have a combined valuation of one sixth of our national debt and a valuation of more than both rounds. If the next round of stimulus package passes is combined um, so that was those stimulus packages for the entire country, including all businesses and humans. So, yeah, these places have monopolies for fucking sure. Uh, all four companies socks also we're up w- over 1% at market close the day they had their hearings. I mean, but what are they going to do about that? Yeah. Regulating how they operate is what they need to do, not just complain that you have a monopoly. Like, right. again, to me, Congress falls flat as always, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. But Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit better than the bar hearing, but yeah, nothing, n- much ado about nothing. Right. To me, they didn't ask the questions I would really like to hear the answers to. All right. Got to do a little bit of a troop update here, and it's 2020 style, so it's weird as fuck. And it includes federal agents deployed by Homeland Security inside the U.S. as well as actual military deployed outside the U.S. So uh, first up in Portland, Oregon, Governor Kate Brown has reached a deal with the acting head of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf. Great name for a Homeland Security guy. Uh, Great name in general. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) to remove federal agents 
from the city uh, and let local teams of city and state police take over. So basically what's happened in Portland is there's been 62 straight nights of protests. Obviously, we've covered a lot of those and they've only gotten worse since the feds arrived. So Chad Wolf is saying, "Okay, fine, we'll take the Homeland Security agents out. Portland uh, and Oregon State Police can take over and taking it to the Internet. Big Ounce sent us a video of somebody tossing a homemade bomb over the fence barricade and onto the federal courthouse in Portland. And that was like the federal enclosure where they were trying to defend the courthouse. It's fucking insane. Like there's literally people just tossing homemade bombs over the barrier. And it lit it lit the courthouse door on fire. Uh, So good call having the local team take it from here. And good luck, Oregon PD. You have a very busy second half of 2020 ahead. But Will, like, how long have they been there? They've been there like a week and a half, two weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's been like 10 days, and it's it's like escalated in the last 10 days right. once they arrived. Yeah. So what, what was the point? They go out there. The Portland didn't want them. It escalated, and then they, well, they agreed were trying to leave. To, well, so, so uh, the point is that uh, the Homeland Security agents uh, – are like they're part of this Operation Legend. I'm not sure if Portland was part of that, but basically, they're they're the DOJ is putting out um, Homeland Security forces across the country to uh, put an end to the rise in homicides that are that that's existing across the country, across several states. So um, even though the agents, uh, you know, they're exact, they dress exactly like military, uh, but they're not military. They're Homeland Security. They're leaving Portland, uh, but they're. But they're expanding as part of Operation Legend and other. Well, the point is to restore peace, right? It's just it failed. Correct. The point's to restore peace, Pat. They're trying to restore peace, but they're but then no, I get no. When I say what is the point, I understand what the all. Well, no, I I disagree. Actually, I think that the initial motivation might have been political, but regardless. Okay. It's just like, well, wait a minute. They showed up there and now they're leaving. I mean, it's with Portland stupid. and Seattle, there's all kinds of back and forth about yeah. about motives and everything because it's like two diametrically opposed local governments to the, the to the you know to the current administration. The minivans to me seems like a bad tactic. Secret minivans doesn't seem like the best. Well, I guess the excuse there is that they're saying you can't take a marked car in because they'll get destroyed. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is bad. Uh, so you're putting, these you're putting Avis's fleet. In major jeopardy, and I well, doubt that they checked in with Avis and were like, "Hey, Avis, can we rent all your insurance. minivans?" I was saying, minivan salesmen are like the kings of summer this summer. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's fucked up. The Homeland <laughs> Security agents—they're uh, leaving Portland, uh, but they're expanding in Cleveland, Detroit, and Milwaukee as part of Operation Legend. Pat, that's what I was talking about. It's the DOJ initiative uh, to bring the current wave of homicide increases across the nation to an end, and the operation was already in place in Kansas City, Chicago, and Albuquerque. So it's expanding to Cleveland, Detroit, and Milwaukee. And really hope that they don't have to keep expanding that operation because that's no. fucking horrible. No, it's bad. It's, that's it's horrible. Bad. Yeah. yeah. And in more lighthearted troop news, the actual troops, the U.S. military, are making some big changes in Europe by moving their European headquarters from Stuttgart, Germany, to Mons, Belgium, to be co-located with other NATO forces. In Belgium, um, I love that. I bet. I hope they're going to start calling the base there the Mons Pubis. The Mons Pubis. Oh yeah, yeah. that is pretty sweet. <laughs> in response to claims that the move is just to spite Germany, who's often at odds with the current Trump administration, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said uh, that the intention of the move is to adapt to the current time and be more spread out across Europe uh, to be able to deal with a less predictable Russia than before. So Russia's being less predictable; they got to adjust. And if you guys take a look at that map. 
NATO is in blue. Uh, everybody with a peace agreement's in a different color. NATO is essentially uh, North America and Europe. It's a treaty organization to, to keep peace, has peace agreements with other developed nations. Basically, the thing that uh, is like the mutually, hey, let's not destroy each other and, and the world uh, agreement people so good agreement lots of good agreement lots of nato not not really too much in africa it seems like not a lot of treaties there mostly working with the developed nations so yeah africa has been largely left guys i don't mean to butt in or like jump too far ahead but when we get to my second story none of the shit that we've talked about is going to matter so it's all good okay yeah cool as in the world is ending yeah we'll get to it we're gonna get to it soon what a tease Okay, well, this uh, the good news is that this move means thousands less Americans will be permanently stationed in Europe. Overall, as compared to before, more boots on American soil. Shout out ZBT and the troops. Support the troops. All right, let's kick it over to the racism corner. No. Do you guys remember uh, during the Minneapolis protests and riots uh, how the protesters burned down that auto zone, sparking a national yes. conversation? And division about the Black Lives Matter movement and protesters and demonstrations in general. Yes. Which auto zone? The, the one across from the police station in Minneapolis. Yes. Like the very yeah, right, first, okay. like the second night. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Where everyone was like, you know, I, I, I just don't agree with what they're doing down there. Why are they burning down their own neighborhoods? Well, the it turns out, guys. A step too far. Yes. Yeah. It turns out that the guy that kicked off the destruction of the auto zone by smashing out the windows with a hammer was a 32-year-old white supremacist who, quote, wanted to sow discord and racial unrest by breaking out the windows and writing what he did on the double red doors, which I'm not going to read. Well, he sure did that, didn't he? Yeah. So he was the one that got the destruction there kicked off. Bad Apple. Um, In the video, guys, the man is dressed in all black and rocking a black umbrella, which is why he was cleverly dubbed Umbrella Man. Well, they were trying to find out who he was. Uh, And he's like smashing out the windows. Should have just called him Baby Dick Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't like, know how big his dick was at that time, but I'm sure we'll find out soon. Pretty soon, they, pretty soon they can call him cavernous asshole. Yeah, cab ass. Uh, anyway, he was smashing out the windows in the auto zone while a black citizen who had just, by the way, gotten a five dollar hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars selflessly delayed chowing down on his pipe and hot pie uh, and instead tried to block Umbrella Man from doing what he was doing and then uh, kind of chased him off the scene. So hmm. kudos to that hero. That's while tough he was to eating. Right yeah. Wow. No, I mean, he had the pizza uh, in his hand. He's carrying he the pizza. Yeah. But the, so. but the umbrella man came back, I guess, or what? Or he had already. Uh, no, eat. umbrella man. Like he got he 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 went away. They, they, he could tell that he was he, he smashed out most of the windows and wrote some racial shit on the on the uh, the doors. But then he kind of got chased off. Oh. Uh, anyway, guys, the suspect is a member of the Hell's Angels and he's an associate. He might not have cav ass because he's an associate of a prison gang called the Aryan Cowboys. Oh, uh, no. Pres- if he's in yeah, a prison guys, gang, he's fine. They presumably, the Aryan Cowboys presumably think cowboying is best done by Caucasian people not of Jewish de- descent and probably oh. hate the movie City Slickers. We can assume those two things. Um, yeah. Billy Crystal that's really like, chapped their ass when he was riding yeah, on a horse. It's, a, it's their nightmare. <laughs> they hate all Mel Brooks productions as well. Oh, my gosh. Jewish guys on horses <laughs> yeah. really gets them angry. Uh, anyway, guys, let's kick it over to another instance of uh, confused people throwing stones and making generalizations. But this time from the side that drives Priuses, uh, a Michigan mm. bed and breakfast has removed a Norwegian flag that they had hanging on a pole in front of their establishment after they received a dozen at least hateful emails from people who confused the 
Norwegian flag as the Confederate flag. Oh, no. Uh, which is wow. pretty hard to do if you have a seventh grade education. What state is this again? <laughs> this is in Michigan. No. Uh, the same state. I'm telling you, the, uh, it was. I'm pretty sure it was Michigan where they tore down the abolitionist's statue. Like the biggest. <laughs> no, that was Milwaukee. It was Are right next sure? to Milwaukee, yeah. yeah I, it was Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. Yeah, it was Wisconsin. Right okay. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these. 12 people that send angry emails are even further fucking idiots when you consider that the name of the bed and breakfast is the Nordic Pineapple mm. and oh happens gosh. to be owned and operated by someone named Kirsten Offenecker. Jesus. Yeah, I Come thought there was on. lots of Nordic, like people of Nordic descent in those northern states. Like, you'd there think are. everybody knows what those flags look like. What the like, hell? Come on. What the hell are the Confederates doing in the Winter Olympics? And why are they in third place? <laughs> <laughs> that Confederate ski team. My These, God, they can move. Oh, man. That, I didn't know the Confederates took up curling. I, Whoa. It's, it's so hot in the South. If that's where they've um, been. They've been practicing winter sports. Yeah, imagine how dumb you have to fucking be to drive by a bed and breakfast called the Nordic Pineapple yeah. and then get so pissed off because like these these Nordic bastards are just propagating. Hey, I'm going to send an email. Uh, guys, the couple wow. who happens to be also the parents of two adopted black children were perplexed, <laughs> to say the least, saying, quote, I don't see it because I grew up with the Norwegian flag. They're, they just don't know what the fuck. Yeah, they don't get it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, now they do. It's, I mean, it's taking it down. It kinda, it's, it doesn't look like it, but it kind of does, you know. They, yeah, it's they're both red. Yeah, they got the color. I mean, they're the same same colors, but absolutely completely different design for sure. All right, guys. <laughs> like I said, none of that none of that matters. Uh, terrible news here. Literally, like the, this tone you're starting. This literally, out. the worst news possible. Not exaggerating or being sarcastic. Mar Mauro Baloney, fitting name for this guy, by the way. And Gerardo Aquino, two statistical researchers and total buzzkills, published a theoretical, important to note that word, theoretical study that got published in Nature and Scientific Reports that says due to deforestation mainly uh, and increase in population, we are looking at catastrophic collapse of the earth in the next two to four decades. Now, like, when you say ooh. catastrophic collapse. Yeah, we'll get what into do you, it. What, is it. what do you Come mean? On. Also, what's a theoretical study? Hey, we'll get into it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about it. The entire <laughs> findings are in, in essentially uh, a real buzzkill as, as the as the thesis or the whole point they were looking into. The hypothesis was based on um, data, models, and theories on figuring out the quickest way the Earth would be destroyed. So the, the, their whole their whole uh, paper was based on kind of a, a shitty uh, out outlook. Um, hmm. And so here's what here's why these, they these think. Are, not the guys you want to invite to your party. No, no imagine no, a dinner party not. with these two. Definitely not. They determine there's a 90% chance our species will collapse within decades, as in, Pat, like, the not even the beginning of the end, but, like, the end is, like, you're not getting past the next generation, according to these guys. They say it's not going to be carbon and gas in the air. Sorry, Will and Burger King and providing the cows with wheat grass or whatever the fuck you're doing lemongrass lemon grass. it's gonna work yeah these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking <laughs> they're about they're saying it's gonna be too many humans taking the natural resources of earth mainly the trees and even though we've been cutting down trees for what i don't know how long uh certainly hundreds of years i don't know what the romans were doing but we've been cutting down trees for forever uh and we've only cut down a lot i will admit a lot but we've cut down a third of the trees there's still uh it was 60 million acres and now it's like 40 million acres left. They say that within 20 years, we're fucked. 
So it's, hey, it's I, I got a question for them. Yeah. Have they seen all the studies that say that global population collapse is very, very possible considering uh, the people not having kids right now? They said it doesn't the matter. They said it doesn't matter because it's too late. Oh, it's too late. So even though yeah. we have nobody here, just for the fact that we can't plant trees because we, we lost cut the our trees. hands. We already cut the trees down. We already okay. Cut... These fuck yeah. these guys. So one thing that helped them come to this conclusion, which I find a b- to be a bit below the belt. Um, they did do a lot of mathematical equations and charts, but this one seems to be a little bit of a low blow as they, they referenced Fermi's paradox. And Fermi's paradox started with a question from Italian physicist Enrico Fermi to his fellow physicist buddies about extraterrestrial life in 1950 when he he asked them, where is everybody? Uh, And it led to a theory that's basically the devil's advocate to the Drake equation, the Drake equation being the uh, positive outlook or the the likely outlook that there are tons of alien extraterrestrial lives. And there's a mathematical equation that says how many extraterrestrial life forms there are probably based on, you know, stars and planets and space and and how how big it is and shit. Um, and the Fermi's paradox says, yeah, maybe you're right, Drake equation, but how many of those theoretical extraterrestrial life forms are intelligent? Like intelligent enough to space travel or send FRBs? Probably not a lot. And then it goes on to say that most likely hmm. all intelligent life can't help but destroy itself and its planet due to resource consumption, etc. So the reason we haven't seen anyone else is because they've already gone through their destruction of their planet. Even like though we, we see now. UFOs and we hear, hear that right yeah. now that they well, have one or UFOs. two can slip in. Fermi says one or two can slip in, but it's you know like the reason why we haven't seen a ton is because you know I fucking hate these two guys. Yeah, so you just don't little- want to be. You don't want them running a train of UFOs <laughs> yeah. on us, right? So a little bit of salt in the wounds, if you ask me, for Mister Baloney and Mister Aquino. But I agree, we should slow the logging down a bit. I guess. I mean, yeah. Don't tell that to Javier Bolsonaro, who's yeah. selling off the He's Brazilian logging. rainforest. Log jamming. These guys Amazon. need to just go tie themselves in front of trees in Brazil. Can you believe that they're like they're like getting super excited about their paper? They're like, oh, you you have Let's, five decades. I have I got two and a half decades. Here. Well, it's gonna I get got you five laid. years. Yeah, <laughs> the paper is gonna get you laid. Uh, what? I don't just know. telling people the world is gonna end. How does that get you laid? Dude. Uh, well, what do you have to, why aren't you going to fuck me if the world's going to end? What girls, do you have to lose? Girls love goth kids. Girls love depressed guys. Yeah. The ultimate goth kids. Those two guys. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a short time. Let's move it on. I'm calling this section Gomert pile and you'll see why. Uh, I laid into Congress pretty hard yesterday with their little, uh, theatrics show with attorney general Bill Barr. And turns out one of them was even less impressive than he sounded on the floor on Tuesday when he was questioning Barr, and that's a difficult task to do. Texas Republican Louis Gohmert, uh, who sounds like he's falling asleep while reading Trump's Twitter timeline when he talks, found out on Wednesday morning that he couldn't fly to Texas with President Trump because he's got coronavirus. Mm. And you get tested whenever you go to the White House. Um, uh, if, you're, only- if, you're, if you're getting within 50 feet of Trump, you get tested. Yeah, mm-hmm. who did he talk to? We're very welcoming of people with coronavirus down here in Texas. We The more the merrier. Yeah, well, I mean, he is a Texas rep. He was trying to come home, but he had already caught that D.C. corona before he could get on the flight. So not only does uh, Louis, Louis uh, Gomert have, have COVID, he also had previously refused to wear a mask unless he got COVID, saying it was useless, uh, presumably. And that's a shame because the day before his positive test result, when he was probably already positive with COVID, uh, and he still wasn't wearing a mask when he was talking with A.G. Barr in the hearing room. So Gomer Pyle 
just uh, just just trying to infect the attorney general right before he lobs softball questions to Barr in his sleepy Texas draw, uh, while Barr like vigorously rubbed his freshly corona infected hands all over his face. Gomert Pyle, just an all time bonehead, um, taking it to the internet. A real Gomert. Mm-hmm. Oh, he easily has the creepiest uh, press photo I've ever seen in my life. He, I, I think he is an eight-year eight or eight-term or eight-year congressman, and uh, East Texas. You might want to reconsider that. Taking it to the internet, Louis Gomert Pyle is doing Zoom interviews galore, trying to blame his corona infection on the fact that he had caved and just recently started to wear a mask in the last ten days, and said that that is probably what gave him the virus when he was touching his mask. So apparently he, looks, he went from being he looks yeah. exactly like what a Gomert pile. <laughs> <laughs> this guy should have been wearing a mask a long time ago. If you ask me, he looks hilarious. Yeah. Gomert pile. Yeah, he uh, he went from being a complete fucking imbecile the day before when he was trying to infect the AG to the world's foremost doctor overnight, if, discovering that you can give yourself Corona through your mask. It's pretty incredible stuff. Bill Barr supposedly had a coronavirus test on Wednesday. Hopefully he doesn't get it because the com- like half the combined IQ of the GOP would be in mortal danger. Uh, but at the time of this recording, the DOJ had declined to say if Barr had tested positive or not, or if he plans to quarantine, they just said that he had been tested. So uh, like just all time stupidity from Louis Gomert Pyle, representative from Texas. Like, yeah. And you that's, guys a, soft, that's a soft corner for Gomert. Louis, but he's definitely like if he was in a directory of babysitters, he would be your last choice if you were just going <laughs> exclusively on his photo. All right, guys, the second coronavirus relief bill, a.k.a. CARES Act to the Karening, a.k.a. the Heals Act, seems it isn't having an easy time making it through Congress with many reports coming out that Republicans and Democrats are very far from agreeing on Great. the terms of the bill. So tough news for anyone in America who are enduring financial strain right? Uh, or anyone in America uh, early or uh, Steve Mnuchin and President Donald Trump would support uh, approving short term legislations to allow more time for talks. If the parties fail to strike an agreement, that's what Mnuchin said uh, before Friday, the enhanced six hundred dollar per week federal unemployment benefit technically expires that day as well. So, yeah, tomorrow, I, yeah. I it's not happening. Um, Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Well, they're not going to strike house. this deal, but they're going to. Are they going to fast track it through next week? I, I mean, so they, they have two major issues, which I'm going to get to where they're just really far apart on. I, uh, I th- yeah, I think. Well, I think real quick for like the, the, the average worker that's not a business owner, the average worker that doesn't make a combined over 150 or singly over 75, you're going to get the 1200. And if you're unemployed, you're going to get unemployment plus 200 at a minimum when they figure it out. That's that's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, bo- bo- both parties are about the uh, the twelve hundred stimulus check. Yeah, who uh, hopefully Trump will extend the six hundred dollar um, unemployment benefit through Friday. If they can't figure it out, uh, Nancy Pelosi said we will not be ex- uh, accepting that, uh, saying that she wants a comprehensive bill. Um, the main point of contention, guys, is the six hundred dollar per week federal unemployment insurance boost that the Democrats want to keep going into next year, where the Republicans want to cut it to a two hundred dollar a week insurance. Uh, That's the whole boost. thing. What's the overall? Did, did did you happen to see a, a grand total price tag estimation for that? Or uh, three trillion versus one trillion? That's kind of the difference. Yeah, like pretty the, significant. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that the unemployment will be unemployment plus four hundred. They'll meet in the middle. Well, hold on, maybe, and I assume so. Honestly, guys, one of the 
bigger points, in my opinion, and a super interesting point of contention is liability protections uh, for businesses, doctors and schools, which Republicans mm. are pushing for and Dems oppose. And Uncle uh, Turtle Turkey Neck Senator uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told said, uh, quote, no bill will pass the Senate that doesn't have liability protection in it. Right. Uh, then saying Democrats would rather keep political issues alive than find bipartisan ways to resolve them. This liability issue is a huge deal. A huge deal, because that in a lot of instances, at least in my experience, like that's what's shutting down the film business. Right. That's what's shutting down a lot of industries from coming back up because they just can't take the risk of being legally responsible if someone dies. From so getting McConnell's COVID. saying he wants their liability waived, the school. Exactly. Right? That's, that's the idea. There was, well, there was I mean, some... that that seems like a logical step at this at this moment in time for many industries like the film industry, if they're trying to recover. from oh, yeah. struggling. I think so both hard. parties. Absolutely. I think both parties have good things they want in. They need to get just get it done. Like, keep. The, yeah, they got to get the, the shit one, done. Keep the ones you really like and then, you know, compromise a little bit and get it done. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Bernie's tweets, but another big thing a lot of people are pissed about uh, is there's a lot of military spending in the bills. Trump's trying to s apparently slip some things in that the Dems don't like, but I, I need to go through them a little bit more, uh, a little oh. bit more thoroughly. Uh, you you drown in that pork barrel, I'm sure. These well, you don't have trouble just sleeping. tagging on everything. So uh, Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer no took one a cares. shot back. Pay for the bombs. Pay for the planes. <laughs> give us the checks. No one cares. Uh, Schumer said... Uh, <laughs> That the bill was, quote, littered with corporate giveaways and presidential pet projects, but did not include key aids such as rental, mortgage and food assistance. Uh, and that's going to do it for Hard Factor, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully uh, our Congress can do what the fuck we elected them to do and figure out the fuck out how to help our Americans. If and quit only. arguing like a bunch of assholes. Well, people need serious help. You dickheads, please do something about it. Get it together, Congress. Except for the uh, ones that we interview and the and the eight that want to be interviewed by us that we potentially interview. You guys are cool. No, no, no. And <laughs> you yes, have to answer and their aides. We'll, we'll ask you questions. But we have a lot of aides that listen to this show, yeah. and uh, that it's wasn't not your directed fault at you. If you work, we in do want office, to talk to your yeah. bosses. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, if well, you, that's if our you job to yell at their bosses. That's, that's what we're right. doing. Yeah, well, hey, technically we're their bosses. We elected them. Anyway, guys, if you haven't already, please uh, follow us at Hard Factor News. I am at Hard Factor Pat, at Hard Factor Will, and at Hard Factor Mark. Uh, and, you know, hell, we're doing five-star reviews tomorrow, right? Is that what yes. we're doing? Oh, yeah. Get them in now. Want your Get review, them in now. If you want your review read on air, just go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Whatever you type in there, we will read. You can do a birthday shout-out. You can call us ugly. Doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna read you it. You don't have to um, give it too many ideas. You can ask but, my you know. cat names. <laughs> <laughs> What's our voicemail number? It's 512-270-1480. And have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid.
Slash and burn, return, listen to yourself churn Clocking in, uniform and book 